here today to talk about creativity in the estate planning arena. So I'm going to give you some ideas so as you can think about creating your estate, that means your will, yes it does, to suit the unique needs of your family. Estate planning can be a complex subject. The technical language involved, and yes, the inability of some attorneys to communicate clearly makes this a very difficult process for many individuals. So today we're going to break down those barriers to getting an estate plan, and hopefully by the end of this time you're going to be motivated to go out and get an estate plan that satisfies the unique needs of your family and distributes your estate in a manner that will leave significant impact. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some biblical foundational principles in the estate planning context. Then we're going to talk about some creative ways to do this with regard to your trust, trustees, guardians, and personal representatives. And then I'm going to close with giving you five words that begin with the letter T as you prayerfully consider how to distribute your estate. So here we go. Biblical foundational principles in the estate planning context. What does that look like? Well, the one overriding, all-encompassing principle is that God is owner of all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord God Almighty. We're not even our own. We were bought with a price. We're just here as managers and trustees, and this has got to be the foundational principle of any Christian estate plan. Another biblical principle is wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18 tells us to remember the Lord our God, for it is he who gives us the ability to create wealth. For what? For us? Uh, For his covenant purpose. When it comes to wealth, you either lose it, use it, or give it away. Another biblical principle is love. We are to give to those individuals, churches, and charities that we love. Do not assume that your estate has got to pass down your bloodline to the point where it could end up in the hands of some long-lost relative that doesn't know you, that could care less that you're dead, and might not even share your same values in your faith. Give to those individuals, churches, and charities that you love. So we're also told in the Bible that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. What does that look like? Well, a number of years ago, I had a client who had three adult children. And he said, if I am to love my neighbor as myself, then I have a fourth child, and it's God's kingdom. So we drafted up his documents to provide that when he and his wife are no longer living, his estate is being divided into four equal shares, three for his children and one for God's kingdom. So what about God's biblical principles for your estate? We're told he owns it all. He gives us the ability to create wealth and we're to give to those we love. Now hear this. The size of the estate does not matter. What does matter is that as believers, we should desire to have an estate plan that reflects God's biblical principles. So let's move on and get creative. Trusts. On your handout, there is a definition of trusts. A trust is just a bucket that's going to hold some assets for distribution. There are many, many, many different types of trusts. One trust that's common to everyone in this group because you have children, I refer to as a contingent trust. It can be built inside your will, and here's what it does. In the event something happens to the single parent or to both parents while the children are young, this trust comes into existence and it will be used to pay for the children's expenses as they're growing up, giving gifts to the guardians, um, paying for college tuition, room and board, purchase of a home, what have you. But that's what that's available 
for. Now we can get really creative with this trust. We can say, okay, I want separate trust. I want to have, if something happens to the parents, I want my estate to be split into as many separate trusts as are possible for my children. Let's say there's five children in the family. That estate at the death of both parents will split into five equal separate trusts. One thing you might want to say is as those children get older and those trusts are in existence, what if one child dies and has children? You want to make sure that that child's trust will then drop down and take care of those grandchildren. You might have unequal separate trusts. I once had a client, um, three daughters. We set the up initially that it was split into three equal shares. I got a phone call a few years later, and they said, our middle child has been diagnosed with severe epilepsy, and we, we don't know if she's ever going to be able to finish school or work or support herself, so we changed the will to provide that her trust would be funded with a greater portion than the other two daughters, not knowing the future. Another thing we can do with trust is uh, another type of trust. It's a pot trust, P-O-T. It's one trust for all of the children. It terminates when the youngest child reaches a certain age. I don't recommend that for the long haul. Here's why. You might have one child who wants to go to Harvard Medical School and another child who says, you know, I just want to cut hair. And that uh, gets real dis- um, unequal distributions if you do that. What I do like, though, is for families with young children is, is a combination of both. You'd say, I want a pot trust until my youngest child reaches age 22. That way everybody gets to go out to college or trade school out of the pot as a whole. And then I want it to split into separate trusts until they get a little more mature. So what are some ages when they might be mature? You might say, okay, they can have half of their trust when they're 25, the other half at 30. I once had one client say, Susie can have it at 21 and Johnny when he's 65. (laughs) So you just have to work with your, every every family is unique. Other unique ways to handle these trusts are a lot of families have, uh, sadly, a child who might be an alcoholic or a drug addict. I once had a gambler. Um, Again, you can make these trusts work so that they're going to stay in existence for a long time. You can also say in in the trust, for instance, for the addict, if they have successfully completed an addiction program, they've tested drug free for five years, maybe we'll start giving them some money. But there's, you can be really creative with these trusts. there's also uh, families that have special needs children, so we can set up special needs trusts. But you can make these things work for the unique needs of your family. So I'm going to move on now to trustees. The trustee, there's a definition on your handout, is just a person or a bank who is going to invest the trust assets and make distributions then either to the guardians or directly to the older children. How do we get creative here with our trust? You need to have a conversation with your trustee, even write them a letter of instruction as far as how you want the money spent. And it would be things such as, if there's enough money, I would like my child to be able to go to Christian school. Maybe I want my child to be able to go to Bible camp every summer. Uh, I want my child to have piano lessons, gymnastics lessons, go to hockey camp. Let your trustee know how the money, how you want the money spent. If you were living, here's what you'd be doing, but you're not. So how do you want that money spent? Have some good communication with your trustee so they are comfortable when managing your trust if that happens. Um, let's move on to guardians. This, let's just put this out there. This is going to be the most difficult decision you will ever make because no one is ever going to be as good of a parent as you are. Let's also agree that, you know what? Whoever you pick is going to be far better than who the court is going to pick. You can change this all the time. Also know this, in 30 plus years of writing wills, I hardly ever have anyone 
who can name a family member as a guardian. If somebody ever does, I almost fall over. So if you can name a family member as guardian of your children, you are blessed. Consider yourself blessed. So how are we going to be creative with our guardians? If you're going to name a family member as guardian, name only that family member and not the spouse. Not knowing how solid marriages are these days, you don't want your children getting stuck in a custody battle. You can also write in your will, I want so-and-so to be my guardians as long as they are married. You can also say, I want uh, you know, Paul and Susan to be my guardians as long as they live in Fort Lauderdale because that's where the grandparents are and we want them all together. So those, those are some creative things you can do with your guardians. Keep in mind, too, you might change your guardians over time. We changed ours a couple times. Um, our first choice, uh, years went by, she was diagnosed with a severe case of MS. And there was no way she was going to be able to handle all these children. So we changed to another set of guardians who got transferred and moved out of state. And we said, well, gee whiz, our parents both live in, we were in Minneapolis at the time. We want our children to be able to stay there with the grandparents. So we changed guardians again. So be prepared um, I have so many, so many people hanging their head and they're so embarrassed we have to change. That's okay. You want to change your guardians to make it work for your family situation. Uh, last one, personal representative. This is the person who is their, they're the first person on the scene when a death occurs and their job is to round up your assets, go through all of paying off your last debts and expenses and pass it off to your trustee. Your personal representative and your trustee can be the same person. It's a good fit, good financial fit. Your trustee and your guardian should not be the same person. You need a check and balance on the money. All too often, I'll have a guardian say, you know what, gosh, it's a rough year. I'm going to dip into the trust, and when it gets better next year, I'll put it back. It doesn't get better. It just gets worse. So you want to check and balance on the money. So guardian, trustee, two separate individuals. Now, let's get creative with your personal representative. You can tell them they're going to liquidate everything, and that's what you're going to have to do if something happens to parents when children are young. However, a couple months ago, I had uh, clients come in. Their children are young teens, and, and apparently they must have quite the house because their guardians have said, if something happens to you, we're moving into your house. So you have to have the conversation with the personal representative to say, don't sell the house. Let's let the guardians move in there and we'll just let this play out for a time and see how this goes. Another thing, you have older kids, um, you, something happens to parents, what about cars? Don't sell the cars, the kids might need the cars. So you need to have these conversations with your personal representative about how you see this whole thing playing out. And it just, again, you can just be real creative. Um, I had a really fun one just a month ago. Um, Adult, I mean, parents uh, had three adult children who were on their feet, up and running. Their original will said, when we die, we want it to go in three equal shares. Well, they came in and they said, you know what? Our children don't need all of our money anymore. So we want to give some to charity. So we drafted it up to say 20% to each of the three children, and then 40% is going to go to their church and a couple other charities. But then we got really creative, and here's what we said. 20% to each child. However, if that child disclaims and says, you know what, I don't want it, I don't don't need it all, all or part of it, it's going to go down to their church. Is that cool? Ha, I was quite proud of myself on that one. Anyway, um, let's talk about estate distribution for just a moment. Estate planning is a lifelong process. The estate plan for you young families looks very different than it does from me now. If something happens to parents with young children, you're going to need most of that money to get those children up and running and on their feet. 
my children are now up and running and on their feet. Now I get to do some fun charitable giving in my estate plan because my children don't need it anymore. So that's a, it's just a process that you kind of keep changing as, as you go through life. So in closing, how are you going to decide how to distribute the estate that God has entrusted to you? I'll tell you, you're going to pray. And here's why. Two reasons. God owns it all. And number two, he knows the future. He knows how much your children are going to need. He knows how much your church is going to need and how much those ministries that you support are going to need. So these are the five T words to use as you prayerfully consider how to distribute the estate that God has entrusted to you. First one is transfer. To what individuals, churches, and charities are you going to transfer assets at the time of death? Second one, treatment. How much? How much is enough for your children? How much is enough for your church, those ministries? Third, he is timing. When? When are you going to transfer assets? Are you going to wait and transfer everything at the time of death or maybe do some transferring during your lifetime? Fourth T is tools. This is where the lawyer gets involved and helps you craft together and make your document legal. Last one is talk. And this is for parents of older adult children. If you want to preserve family relationships, talk to your children. I don't mean you're going to lay out your net worth and you're going to give them the details of your estate plan. No. It might be just, you know what, children, I have an estate plan. You have been provided for and so has God's kingdom. So in closing, I hope we broke down some barriers today. I trust you have given, I've given you some creative ideas for crafting out your estate plan. And I hope you are now motivated to go out and get that estate plan that God hasn't, for the transfer of assets that God has entrusted to you. So thank you. Thank <clears throat> you.